I want to welcome you to Healing Begins. My name is Pastor Gail. And this is Michelle Hutchison with the Mindset Exchange Podcast. And man, we're excited to be coming to you. This is part two of the healing of PTSD. And I think uh, once again, I, I really want to open, open this uh, time with prayer and with some scriptural uh, background that I want to give uh, for this. So Michelle, you want to open us in prayer? Sure. Father, we thank you for even greater wisdom and understanding in the discovery of trauma, PTSD, how it impacts us. And I speak over every listener today that there would be an opening in their hearts and their minds to receive healing as they hear, and that there would be an impartation of hope today as we speak about the healing of PTSD. Lord, help us to flow in the Holy Spirit. Help us to know the mind of the Spirit that we might be able to address only the things today that are on your heart, Father God, for each person. Lord, there's no situation that's impossible because with you, all things are possible and we can do all things through Christ that gives us strength. So, amen. So here we go. So I want to talk about this. Dr. Carlson's not here so I asked him what he would do in treating and bringing healing to PTSD. And I mentioned this in the last podcast where he said what he would do is prescribe medications to handle some of the symptoms. He would refer them to counseling. He would refer them to different modalities. And he would even refer them to spiritual care consultants because he's the co-founder of spiritual care consultants. So that's what he would do. From a doctor's point of view, he might even refer them to a psychiatrist because many doctors today don't like to manage the uh, medicines that psychiatrists have to prescribe. So, Michelle, from a psychological point of view, what might you guys do to help? Uh, but if you know Michelle real well, she's highly on fire for Jesus. She's filled with the Holy Spirit, so she's thinking more than just psychological as a licensed social worker, what what would you do as it relates to helping someone heal from PTSD? Because that's pretty, that's that's a big deal. It's a big undertaking, but it's absolutely possible. I like Dr. Carlson's perspective from his position as the treating medical physician. You know, he's going to send them to a counselor or a therapist also possibly look at medication, but that therapist, that inner healing process is where you and I come in, right? Mm -hmm. And as a treating therapist, I think it's so important to meet people with unconditional love and support to help them understand that their experiences have really changed and impacted them. And so there's a lot of piece that comes with psychoeducation, understanding the symptoms and the impact of trauma and PTSD on the brain. And from there, then we look at how do we heal up those root heart wounds, meaning Mm. what came in when we had these experiences? Was it shame? Was it a belief system that carried me to think, oh my goodness, I'm going to feel like this forever? Or there's something wrong with me that will forever stay with me? Is it embarrassment? Is it fear that came? And so we begin to think about what are those root beliefs 
that took hold when an experience happened that now have changed my identity and the way that I see myself. And then there's that additional piece. We've talked about this in previous episodes of, you know, some emotional freedom healing and some EMDR, eye movement desensitization to get that trauma out of physiologically out of the brain and out of the muscle system. So we're talking about healing body, soul, and spirit here. So uh, two things. I got a scriptural foundation I want to read, but before I get to that, I'm going to ask you a question, Michelle. Why can people go through never-ending counseling and only reach a certain level of healing? Hmm, such a good question and a deep question, Pastor Gail, that we could talk about for days. I love to go deep. (laughs) So, you know, because I think we have to think and understand ourselves as spiritual beings, right? We are spiritual beings having this human experience and we have a soul, we have a will, a mind, and an emotion. And so when we come to traditional counseling and we just talk about our experiences, it doesn't allow opportunity for depth of healing in the soul, how our will and our mind and our emotions have been impacted. It doesn't allow opportunity to heal up and clean up and close up some doors in the spirit realm because what we know now, and it is okay to talk about healing from a spiritual perspective because we're understanding that when we include spirituality in healing the michigan medicaid manual mandates it now that we ask our clients about you know their spirituality we know all the research tells us that that there's so much more healing that comes when we talk about spirituality we understand that when we open doors in the spirit realm And that really means there's a spirit realm with both good and bad. (laughs) And when oftentimes when we have trauma, it opens up vulnerability in the spirit realm for our lives to be impacted by things that aren't so good in the spirit realm. We have to learn what those what is impacting us. We have to understand how to close those doors That's a metaphor, right? But using the scriptures, how to say no more to negative things in the spirit realm and how to open ourselves up to healing in the spirit realm and to blessing in the spirit realm and into breaking generational patterns in the spirit realm. So here I am talking about healing in the soul realm. I've just talked about healing in the spiritual realm. And then of course, in our physical body, because often when we experience trauma or PTSD, it impacts our physical bodies. For example, in our soul realm, when we experience grief, we know there's a direct correlation to the impact that grief has on the lungs. And then we start to see an increase in medical issues surrounding lungs and breathing issues. There's so much research out there. I'm only touching the tip of the iceberg. Well, I want to lay a little foundation in the Word of God, but Dr. Carlson would say that spiritual care is the missing piece of health care. And what we mean by spiritual care, so Spiritual Care Consultants of West Michigan is an on-fire Christian organization that believes the Word of God is the Bible, It's inspired, inerrant, and infallible. We 
are made up of people from all different denominations, but Jesus Christ is the leader of this organization, and he's the one we look to. So we're really, t- when we're talking about things in the spirit realm, we're talking from a biblical perspective. I want to make sure everybody knows that. So I'm going to give you my theory about why you can have constant counseling and even Christian counseling and only reach a certain level of healing and never get to that full recovery. Genesis 2 verse 7 says, And the Lord God formed man from the dust of the ground. He breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. It did not say man became a living mind. It said he became a living soul. And we know from the scripture that the soul is the seat of the intellect, will, and emotions. So most mental disorders, most psychological disorders do not have their roots in the mind. Their roots are in the soul. So if you treat the body and treat the mind, which is a must, if you don't treat the soul, you have an impartial treatment. And that's what we do at Spiritual Care. And what I'm thinking about this is that a lot of churches don't even tackle this today. They, they farm out their counseling. They send their people to other places. So it says in 1 Thessalonians 5.23, May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless for the coming of our Lord. It's, and so the order is spirit, soul, and body. It doesn't, it doesn't say spirit, mind, and body. It says spirit, soul, and body. So you have to understand. Oh, I know what I wanted to say was this. Here's the other thing that happens around PTSD or even around trauma. People form belief systems based on how they feel And many of those belief systems, because they're based on how they feel, they're based on lies. Yeah, they become a false identity. Well, and then if they keep up those belief systems, which the total purpose of those belief systems is to keep them from pain and hurt. If they keep that up, it turns into a stronghold. So not only do you have to get healing for the PTSD and the trauma, you also got to rewrite the false belief systems and where you were talking about get the mind renewed. But let's go a little bit further in this soul issue. Psalm 139, verses 13 through 18. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I want you to think about that. Your gender, your identity was set before you were even born. God himself knit you together in your mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was woven together in the depths of the earth in that secret place. Your eyes saw my unformed body as all their days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. How precious are your thoughts, O God. How vast is the sum of them. Were I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of the sand. When I am awake, I am with you. And so when I read this scripture, you knit me together in my mother's womb. 
what PTSD to me, from my perspective, what PTSD and trauma does, it begins to unknit the knitting. It begins to try to damage what the Lord did when you were born. And maybe, maybe something happened when you were in the womb and you need healing from that. Well, good news. Well, I got good and bad news. The bad news is there's no way I have the capability to heal you. But if you come through our process or you come to Michelle and talk to her, we will take you through a process where you come in the presence of the Lord where the one who created you can restore you. You might say, I don't even know if I believe in them. You will once you go through the healing. And so the other thing I thought was John 10.10. The thief cometh to kill, steal, and destroy. I come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. That's Zoe life, spirit, soul, and body. It's healing, salvation, and health. And so God can take. So when we go into the inner healing process, this is interesting. I have seen this time and time again. You don't relive the event with spiritual care. We talk about forgiveness. We talk about laying feelings at the cross and how to let go of the pain. But at the end of the process, we invite Jesus to come and remove the pain out of their memory, whether it's vibrations, body memories, flashbacks. So you are created a living soul. Wow, and isn't that amazing to think about? It is, and you know, there are so many things you just said right there that like nuggets of, of gold nuggets of truth that you just spoke that I want to go back to. The biggest was the concept of identity. When we truly know and understand that we were created with an identity, with a purpose, before we were even in our mother's womb, then we know and believe that healing is possible in the fullest capacity. So that gives us an end goal, right? It is to keep our eyes on, God, what was your identity for me? What did you call me into? What is your purpose for me? Because you know the plans and the purpose mm-hmm. for my life. And this keeps us focused on the end goal, which is I can receive healing. Lord, what is your identity? What is your calling over my life? And that begins to weave back together, right? As you said, there's been an unraveling that happens when we experience trauma. Then we start to understand how to filter out how we have been impacted by trauma. And then we weave back together the pieces of our our wholeness, the pieces of our soul that that's only revealed to us in the presence of God in those times of deep inner healing. God does the work. We just bring the enlightenment and the understanding. So when we repent, when we receive and give forgiveness, then all of a sudden it clears this layer of fog in our hearts and our minds and then we can start to see the true calling of who we are to love others. And when we love others and when we give to others unconditionally 
And that really truly only comes by being in the presence of God and being empowered by God to love unconditionally, even when we've been hurt. This begins to sow back into us passion and identity for who we are and who he's called us to be. And that then begins to rework our physical bodies, our physiological brain structure. It closes doors in the spirit realm that have an impact over our generalized wellness and functioning and our relationship with God. Now, I want to talk about one more thing, because your doctor, while you're going through healing, we often say that medication is a bridge to a better place. So your doctor might have you temporarily on a medication. But let me talk to you a bit about how trauma changes the chemical nature of our body, because I think this is really important to understand. So I talk about trauma stacking here at Spiritual Care. I think I'm the only one that talks about that. So if you've had one trauma after another trauma, after another trauma, after another trauma in your life, and you haven't received the inner healing, you haven't had that pain taken care of, eventually it's going to cause chemical reactions and changes in your brain, which eventually can cause physical sicknesses and illnesses like Epstein-Barr, fibromyalgia, irritable bowel, so on and so forth. And if you had a lot of trauma in your life and you're not getting healing for it, one of the things you're going to do is you're going to go to the doctor or a psychiatrist and he's going to listen and he's going to slap you with a label. Well, I think you're manic depressive or I think you're bipolar. Now, don't wear that as a label because that isn't how God created you. God created you in his image, in his likeness. We know that from the book of Genesis. And you can reverse the you can reverse the causes of what's going on. You don't have to stick with that label when you know, Michelle, someone comes in here and tells me, Oh, I got this or oh, I got that. I look at that and say, Okay, that tells me they have a lot of unresolved hurting events that have led to this point. And part of the side effect of this is PTSD. And if we do this and we do that, we can get healing for that. And we can actually do what a lot of people say can't be done. We can go where no man has gone before. And we can reverse that process. And I love it working with doctors. Because as they get better, the doctor will begin to reduce the medication. I want to say this about the medication right at the beginning. The one of the things you do not want to do is quit meds cold turkey. Now I'm going to talk to you. I think it's important because we're talking about the healing of PTSD. I've met people that just said, well, I'm just going to quit all my clonopin. Well, I'm just going to quit all my clonopin. My first response is, um, I would advise you not to do that. Why? You are going to be thrown into anxiety big time because the body is used to clonopin. And they tried to throw, they tried to quit it all. And guess what? They had to get back on it. And I said, what? Go back to your doctor and let him help you. Yeah, because those medications are impacting our brain chemical structure. Mm-hmm. And and so coming right off of medication can absolutely leave you with a brain that's not quite understanding what to do and how to make its own chemicals after it hasn't had to for some time. I am a huge supporter of functional medicine, naturopathic medicine, and seeing how to supplement 
your brain structure, help your brain begin to reproduce these brain chemicals again as you're coming off of your medicine. So we're certainly not saying to not take a medical approach. But, you know, there are studies that have just come out. This is the big talk in in neuropsychology and psychology that are saying, you know, even with depression now, we understand that depression isn't exactly being healed by medications that are there to treat serotonin deficits. This has been the belief for a long time. Now the field of psychology is saying, oh, wait a second, depression really, really often comes from life circumstances and events and not necessarily an organic deficit in serotonin. Maybe a low percentage of people can heal from depression because of medication that helps with serotonin, but most of the healing we're starting to understand now comes from healing up your life circumstances and dealing with the thinking patterns that have come from those traumatic experiences. So the excitement here is that there's hope for healing. You don't have to stay in your depression and your PTSD any longer. And when you find a place that can help you heal body, soul, and spirit, you will be better than before your incidents. And that is what Pastor Gail and I are excited to bring. Yeah, and I just wanted you to understand out there that some of the reasons you need the medications in the short term is like a Band-Aid to help you through your present situation. And that's okay. So don't feel bad. So... Well, we got to wind up here. Lord, I just pray you bless those that are listening today. Bless them with hope and peace in your presence. In Jesus' name, amen. May the Lord bless you. And keep you. Cause his face to shine upon you. Be gracious to you. Give you peace. Fill you with hope in his presence. Because in the presence of God is everything you need. And in the presence of God, the Bible says, is fullness of joy. And may you draw joy from the wells of salvation. And I just want to thank you for listening today. Thank you. Thank you. It's been fun. Have a good day. 